If you are a long time listener to the Happier at Work podcast, you will have heard me speak previously about my signature Happier at Work program. The program has now moved beyond the pilot phase and it's for organisations who want to maintain a really great culture that they already have. They know that their staff are really, really important and they want to retain staff for as long as possible and drive a sense of better engagement at work. Overall, ultimately, what the programme does is create a happier working environment using research-backed methods. What that means is we look at the current state of play, what needs to change, and then we measure the effectiveness of that change during the programme and also when the programme finishes. The programme itself is very practical and it is designed with coaching as well in order to embed the learning into the organisation. You're listening to the Happier at Work podcast. I'm your host, Aoife O'Brien. This is the podcast for leaders who put people first. The podcast covers four broad themes, engagement and belonging, performance and productivity, leadership equity, and the future of work. Everything to do with the Happier at Work podcast relates to employee retention. You can find out more at happieratwork.ie. Hello and welcome back to another solo episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I'm so delighted that you decided to tune in today and I will give you hearty greetings from a lovely sunny and warm Tenerife. I am back here working remotely until the end of April. Anyone who's listened to the podcast for a while knows that I've been kind of back and forward during 2022. So I'm starting the year here in Tenerife um, and hope to make it back for the Irish winter toward the end of 2023 as well. Uh, the other thing I wanted to say, because it's my first solo episode of 2023, I wanted to say Happy New Year. It might seem like a long time since the start of the new year, but also kind of uh, as a way to check in with any goals or intentions that you have for the year. And I know certainly a lot of people that I've spoken to have the intention of finding a new job this year. And if that's you, then I think that today's episode is really going to resonate with you. So today I want to talk all about toxic workplaces. Now, I have addressed this issue a couple of times in the past, one time I shared about my own career journey. So talking about the path that I took to kind of get me where I am today. So a couple of experiences of toxic work environments, one absolutely toxic and another that was um, more toxic for me because I wasn't able to thrive in the environment that I was in. So go and check out episode 101 of the podcast. If you haven't listened already, uh, check that out if you want to learn more about my career journey. I also shared some insights from a recent uh, MIT Sloan Management Review article or a couple of articles, should I say, that that talked about this concept of toxicity and why leaders should be really focused on that and, and making sure that their environments are not toxic. So some of the causes of toxicity, what a toxic environment looks like, and the fact that people are 10 times more likely to resign from an organisation if they find themselves in a toxic environment when you compare it to their likelihood of, of resigning due to pay-related matters. So I thought that was quite interesting. Again, that's uh, covered on a previous episode. Um, so for the purposes of today's episode, I suppose I want to bring that notion of toxicity back to back to kind of day-to-day -day language and day-to-day and -day thinking 
And the reason I'm doing it is because it's that time of year, because a lot of people are thinking that they might find a new role this year. So that's number one. And the other reason is because people reach out to me so often about understanding more about how to create happier working environments for themselves as well as for other people. And I thought it really worth addressing this issue of toxic workplaces because at its core, and it's taken me a while to really find this language, and I'm not really sure why it's taken me so long, but it at its core, it's really about eliminating this toxic work behaviour, eliminating toxic workplaces by educating people, by supporting people, by consulting, by coaching, and really stamping out this this type of behaviour because there, there's no need. Everyone, you know, as I've said before, everyone deserves to be happier at work. And when you're not happy at work, it trickles into other aspects of your life as well. You take it into relationships, you take it into, you know, it trickles into your health as well. So um, it's something I really, really wanted to address. So I suppose at the if we take a kind of a broader look, and as I mentioned a little bit earlier in today's podcast, there's kind of this more general toxic environment. And I have experienced that where there is around 50% staff turnover, you know, really poor leadership. So there's that kind of general toxic environment. But then there's this other maybe feels toxic to us because we're not able to thrive in that environment, but it's not necessarily toxic to other people as well. So thinking about those different types of toxicity and and addressing them equally because they are both toxic if we're experiencing that toxicity ourselves. On this concept of the not fitting in at work or feeling like it's just you who maybe is in the wrong environment and it's not necessarily toxic for the other people who are there as well. Again, this is addressed in previous podcast episodes, so definitely go and check those out. The first one to check out is the interview-based episode I did with Aoife Mullen. Aoife looked at this concept of fit in a qualitative perspective, or at least the concept of fit came through from the qualitative research that she did. And I conducted my research on this, uh, the concept of fit from a quantitative perspective. And again, I shared that in previous episodes, uh, both with Aoife, the interview based episode, and also talking about happiness at work and what it means and, and how to achieve a sense of happiness at work. So go and check those out if you haven't already. I want to share some insights from both myself and clients in relation to what a toxic environment is, what it looks like, what it feels like. So some of the things that that have come back to me and that I've experienced firsthand as well is this general toxic environment. So it's kind of you're just in this environment where it's it's toxic. And and for me, that always comes from the top as well. So it's leadership responsibility, poor communication, poor leadership, unclear expectations and sometimes deliberately under-resourced. So they know that there's more work to be done than people they have. And so the expectation is that you work all of these long hours, you work late into the night, you work weekends, and there's no sign of that letting up. It's not an end of quarter issue or end of year. You need to do a sales drive or you need to, uh, you need to do the books or something like that. This is purely you know, a constant. We know that we have more work than we have people, but we want to maintain profitability. And I certainly have been in that that environment uh, at least once that I know of. 
where we were under-resourced and the morale around the rest of the, the team was really low because we had to put in all of the extra hours and we knew that there were gaps in the team, but they weren't proactively being filled. So really, really frustrating from um, from our perspective. The other then is the idea of a toxic boss. And I certainly have experienced this as well. So this is the kind of boss that will maybe compare you to other people. Oh, you know, Jane was able to bring in 10,000 euros last month. How about you? Why couldn't you do the same? And comparing you unfavorably to people, even if they have more experience than you do. So comparing you to colleagues unfavorably. Another thing is micromanagement. And I know certainly from the comments I get, a lot of people can relate to this when they have a micromanaging boss. And Interestingly, I always assumed that micromanagement sort of happened at entry level where, you know, you're managing people for the first time. But from the conversations that I'm having with my clients, it sounds like, I don't know, it's once a micromanager, always a micromanager, but you can be at senior levels and still be micromanaging people. And you know, I suppose from a as an aside, I do wonder how those people manage to get promoted if they're micromanaging people. Is that they're not, you know, are they not receiving that feedback? Are they being promoted out of their depth so they leave? You know, there's all of these things that, that could be going on. The other thing with a toxic boss is, uh, or could be, these are just some examples, by the way. I've been talking an awful lot about this on LinkedIn, especially, you know, I've, I wrote an article on LinkedIn. I've done several posts on this addressing specifically toxic workplaces. So if we're not connected on LinkedIn, definitely go and check that out. And um, the other area that I wanted to address in relation to toxic bosses, the expectation of working long hours. So you could get a text or an email or some sort of a notification out of hours. And the expectation is that you're going to respond. And the expectation is that you're going to to carry out work maybe at that time. So when these expectations are placed on you and you're, you know, when you're feeling that sense of being in a, a toxic situation, it's, it's sometimes it's really, really hard to escape from it because you don't see you don't see an alternative. You don't feel like you can say no at that stage. And the other kind of broad area that I wanted to talk about is toxic colleagues. And again, I've had to deal with toxic colleagues in the past. So this can look something like bullying, where you're being excluded, you're being gossiped about, you're being actively bullied or, you know, people are whether it's they're making fun of you or they're talking about you behind your back, they're leaving you out of conversations or leaving you out of situations deliberately. They're not including you. So you're kind of being left to your own devices. And the other thing is lying. So I've worked with people who've told blatant lies about their personal life and as if they're true. And we later found out that it was completely made up. So um, someone who is, by the sounds of it, you know, just a, a someone who tells lies all the time, which personally I don't really understand. Insubordination is another one. So this comes up a lot, I think. And, and certainly in my own experience, having managed someone who was formerly a peer and being managed by someone who was formerly a peer is this concept of insubordination. So when you're not following the instructions or the advice that your manager is directly given to you and, and um, you know, I'm always looking to address specific topics that will help people on the podcast. And maybe Dean, I have, you know, I have covered this, the idea of um, 
how to manage up and how to deal with the difficult boss. But I haven't specifically dealt with the issue of how to handle the situation, whether you are the person being managed or whether you're the manager, when you have to manage someone who was formerly a peer. Uh, and I've been in that situation on both sides and it, it is really difficult. And from the conversations that I've been having recently, there's not really an easy answer to it. Um, so maybe that's something that you want to learn more about and do let me know feel free to to reach out another thing from toxic colleagues is when they're feeling really unmotivated and they're not really pulling their weight and you have to kind of carry them or you kind of feel like you're doing all of their work for them as well the point that I want to make around toxic work environments is that oftentimes people stay in this environment because they think they have no option. They think that there's they have no choice, that there's nothing else out there, that they won't find the same thing or that they're overly focused on one thing that they do like, whether it's the flexibility that they have or they have a good boss or they have a, a friend at work, something like that. But I want to remind you that if you're in this toxic situation, it is okay if you leave. You know, a lot of people do stay in these situations for a long time and it can get worse. You know, a lot of the time it gets worse rather than getting better. So I just wanted to remind you that it is okay to leave. If you want to leave that toxic situation, that's okay too. If you do decide to stay, it's worth looking into any policies or procedures that exist in the workplace to address the type of issue that you're having. So if that's a bullying issue, if you have a, a kind of a grievance with your boss, maybe talk to HR. Um, can you speak to your boss? Can you speak to your boss's boss? Have a think about what steps you can take to try and change the situation if you feel it's worth changing, um, if you think that you'll be okay from it. Another thing to do is to rebuild your confidence, because I know certainly in the experiences that I had, my confidence was really in the floor. It really was at an all time low and I had to take some very proactive steps to try and rebuild that confidence, especially when it came to work. But it also crept into other areas of my life as well. So if I was feeling particularly inconfident at work. It was kind of trickling into those personal relationships that I had as well. The other thing to do is to focus really on what it is that you can control. So you can control things like the behavior that you demonstrate and the reactions that you have and don't stoop to their level. So focusing really on what you can control, what you can't control are other people's behavior, other people's opinions, other people, what other people say. You can't control other people. You can need really need to focus on yourself and what you can control. And Another thing, and I kind of alluded to this earlier, is focusing on one thing that you do like at work. So maybe you like your boss, maybe you like the flexibility or the location or the fact that you can work remotely. Maybe you like your colleagues, maybe you have a friend at work. So focusing on those kind of core areas, I suppose. Now, if you do decide to leave, there are obviously a few different steps that you can take. And if you want to leave without anything to go to, and I've done that on two occasions, uh, I didn't have anything else lined up. But in one situation, I just thought I have to really, really have to get out of this situation for the sake of my own mental health. And at the time, I probably didn't even know the term mental health. It's not something that was often spoken about. But for myself and my sanity, let's say, I needed to leave that situation. And in a another one, it kind of escalated and escalated until it got to the stage where I decided 
it's going to be just easier if I get out of this situation. I didn't want to stay in that situation any longer. Uh, So maybe have a look at your finances and see if you can get out of the situation immediately, if that's what you want to do. Or is, you know, how long do you need to stay? What kind of process do you need to put in place in order to find something new for yourself? Have a think about all of these different things and the options. Um, Maybe, you know, you need to update your CV, you need to update your LinkedIn profile, but also talk to a recruiter who might be able to support you. Talk to friends and colleagues, reach out to your network to see if there's anything else that's happening. I think more from an internal perspective than focusing on what is it that you actually want? And you probably are very aware of what it is that you don't want at the moment. So you're like, I don't, I don't want that situation again. But you're also going to be hypersensitive to not want to go into that situation again. And it's really important not to go into that same type of situation because then you may, you might start blaming yourself and and think there's something wrong with you as well. So really focus on what it is that you actually want, you know, whether that's industry, whether it's the company size, the company type, the type of manager that you want to have, how you want to be managed. Think about as well your values. So what are your core values? Do you know what they are already? And seek out companies that reflect or are similar to the core values that you hold. Talk about uh, understanding your needs as well. What are your needs at work? What do you need from this work? from this job. Is that going to be used as a stepping stone to get you to your next place? Are you looking for something a little bit longer term? And also think about your strengths. And again, the values, needs and strengths piece, I have addressed these in previous episodes of the podcast. I also wrote very detailed information on my LinkedIn newsletter. If you want to check that out on my LinkedIn profile, covers all of these different things of how to find out what your needs are, how to find out what your strengths are, as well as your core values and why they're so important when it comes to work. If any of the issues that I talked about are affecting you and you want to reach out and have a a chat with me, absolutely no obligation chat. If it's something that I can support you with, if it's something to help you through the transition. I know certainly when I was first looking at leaving my job, essentially my most recent corporate role, I spoke to several coaches to see, but what I was really looking for was a quick solution. And so I picked something that was was really quick and easy and going through that process maybe realized what I really needed was permission and the permission really could only come from myself. So I gave myself permission to not earn a salary, to potentially disappoint my colleagues and my friends and, you know, all of these other things that I was going on in my head about the impact that it was going to have in my life. So I know the stress that it can feel like. I know the lack of confidence that I felt leaving those toxic situations twice. Um, I'll remind you that it was twice that this happened. So if there's something that you want to to talk to me about, then absolutely feel free to reach out. In addition to the work that I do with the organisations about maintaining those happier work environments so that that people don't leave the organisations that they're in. And, and it really is a job to maintain that type of happier working environment because you have to actively do that. It's not a case of it's just going to take care of itself. If you have that that environment already, then it's about actively managing that. But if you're not in that situation, if you're in the situation where you feel that it's toxic and it's gone too far and you want to do something about it you're, and you're not looking for a quick fix, which is what I was looking for previously, 
and you want to kind of go through a process of working through that, definitely feel free to reach out to me to connect, get in touch and see if it's something that I can support you with. So that's what I wanted to share on the podcast today. As I mentioned, I am on LinkedIn. I would love to connect you, connect with you there. Feel free to, to reach out, but do let me know where you heard of me or where you saw me. I do receive quite a few connection requests. So it'd be really great to know that you've listened to the podcast and that's why you want to connect with me. If you have any questions, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, then do feel free to reach out. And I'm also on Instagram. So you can check me out on happieratwork.ie over on Instagram. And I look forward to connecting with you there. Always open for a chat about happiness at work. So do reach out if you would like to get in touch. That was another episode of the Happier at Work podcast. I am so glad you tuned in today. If you enjoyed today's podcast, I would love to get your thoughts. Head on over to social media to get involved in the conversation. If you enjoy the podcast, I would love if you could rate, review it or share it with a friend. If you want to know more about what I do or how I could help your business, head on over to happieratwork.ie.